This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. Rummy and Kelly here, your hosts of the program. She's in Toronto at the studio there. I'm in London, Ontario at the home studio. And we are working our way through another week of shows on the network uh, networks, ladies and gentlemen. And however you're joining us, wherever you are, we appreciate it. Speaking of wherever people are, Ramya, we mm-hmm. really enjoy learning about that. We learn, love to learn about traveling. But we love to paint images in our mind. And who better to do it is audio describer J.J. Hunt as he joins us to talk travel on the program. J.J., welcome back. How are you? Well, how are you guys doing? Always uh, always having fun and anticipating, I think, is the term right now (laughs) that I have. So can we get into our conversation? Notice I'm rushing it, J.J., because one thing (laughs) dealing with you has taught us... That we get asking so many things. JJ, tell us that. JJ, tell us that. Until, <laughs> all right, one I minute. Put you to work. <laughs> all yeah. 15 so minutes. Right off the bat, exactly. From stem to stern, we pre-apologize for the next hundred months that this will happen. Um, today, you're here to talk about the beautiful markets in Fez, Morocco. Am I saying that right, Fez? Yeah, you've got it right. I, I, you know, I've just been doing all this Christmas shopping, and you know, going to the malls in in Toronto and shopping online, and you know. That's fine, but it it kind of lacks charm. It Uh lacks character Mm. doing your shopping online. And so this got me thinking about like really interesting shopping experiences, exciting shopping experiences. And my mind went right to Fez. We visited Fez. My lovely lady uh, Lois and I visited Fez uh, in March 2017. We were there for about 10 days. Um, Fez, spelled either with a with an S or a Z, is the second largest city in Morocco, population of just over a million people. And it's an incredibly old city, very old city, founded in the 8th and 9th centuries. And that history is palpable in the Medina. So the Medina is the walled historic center of the city. And when you're there walking around, you can really, you can smell and taste and see and feel the age of the city as you explore Mm. it's just a remarkable place Uh, when you say that all i think about is that smell that is centuries and centuries and centuries of smell Yeah, you really can. Like every bit of woodwork, the plaster, the cobblestones, like the history is in every part. Even even just the layout of the of the Medina, it's it's a maze. And and I say that like everyone says, oh, it's a maze in there. It's a literal maze. The Medina is roughly two and a half kilometers long by one and a half kilometers wide, roughly. And there are no cars. It's all alleyways, laneways, and covered corridors. So it's the largest urban car-free zone in the world. And there are something someone counted, I read online, 9,454 alleyways with 4,000 of them ending in a dead end. Like That's wild. it's a wild place. And the, and, and the whole sit like this whole Medina is surrounded by high, high walls with only a few historic gates as the main entrances. And the gates oh, have man. this very, um, uh, this kind of, uh, uh, famous keyhole shape. It's a, uh, and, and that's the only way in and out is by these main gates. And once you enter the Medina, 
just put your map away. Like don't don't bother trying yes. to find anything really? or walking on a person. No, you just the, the thing to do is just wander. Like I said, we were there for a week and we barely figured out the layout. You know, we would Good just start. Grief, our you day. could never revisit a place. You'd no, lose it. Only only if you discovered it by happenstance. And this was kind of part oh. of the charm you have to give yourself yeah. over to is once you get in there, you never know quite what you're going to find, but you can be guided by 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 scent and you can be guided by sound. And, and the, these roadways are these alleyways are really narrow cobblestone and some of them are barely as wide as my arms will extend. Oh. Most oh, are just grief. wide enough for foot traffic in both directions. And and there's like a lot of it's crumbling, right? So you've got this ancient architecture, crumbling plaster, old wooden doors with like studded with iron nail heads, really, really old. And then you turn a corner and you discover a mosque. There are over 300 mosques in the Medina. And some of them are exquisite, like every single surface, floors, walls, ceilings, archways, just covered in intricate, tiny tiles, maybe stone or marble relief carvings, impossibly intricate patterns of delicate geometric and floral patterns or patterns based on Arabic calligraphy. And, and a lot of these mosques and public buildings, they have been very well maintained over the centuries. Like there's the, the, the oldest library in the world is in the Fez Medina. And some, even the public washrooms in the Medina are these gorgeous tiled bathhouses from centuries ago. We would totally embarrass ourselves every time we had to go to a public washroom because we would just like stand and gape and, you know, in awe in the middle <laughs> of this bathroom before. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, buddy, move along here, pal. <laughs> are, you, are you new to washrooms, sir? You know, I hear this. I'm reading a book on Kathmandu and they describe parts of that the same way, uh, like these places where you could never find somewhere again but this even sounds tighter than that like unbelievable yeah it really is tight it's tightly packed and so it's hard to get a good sense of the the place as a whole unless you actually leave the medina you go up onto the mountainside nearby and yeah. look down at it you never get a sense of the of of the buildings or the uh did or, or the scale that? did you do we that we did yeah we and? did and 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 it was fascinating to because there were a handful of these mosques that would poke up from oh, right. you know you're up on on the hillside and you could see oh the, the top of a mosque a minaret and you're like oh i think that must be um the minaret where we saw this happen outside and then and then oh wasn't that the the tile pattern on the library and so you could sort of start to piece together um the from area. the outside but from inside right and i was just going to, to say is it flat because it's flat in there isn't it the hill you're talking you're looking outside down into and how high are the walls oh the, uh, oh the walls are uh, uh i mean i i don't have exact measurements on me but they're you know 20 30 feet high these okay. were yep. fortifications wow. that would have <laughs> kept out uh arms you know who, who knows how many armies over the centuries Mm. Uh, JJ, like it sounds like there's just so much dimension to this, even though it's a maze to begin with. You said put away your maps. Did you walk around the outside of the Medina? There's no single path that goes all the way around the outside, but we would uh, go to these entrances, these gateways, um, because that's where a lot of the uh, 
you know, people start to flood in. And so if you go around to the outside of these, of these, you know, historic gateways, there's a different kind of market activity that's there. A lot of fruit and veg um, is sold right near the entrances. Cause I, right. I think Which that makes just sense. makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a logic yep. to that. Yep. People come in for their daily fruit and veg and then they leave again. Um, if you don't live, lots of people live in the Medina as well. Um, and oh. farmers, cause you'd get really interesting farm food. We were there um, in cactus fruit season. And I remember very clearly the, the farmers would uh, wheel up these flat, you know, wood wheeled carts, um, flatbed carts. They're just piled high with these fruits. And each one of these fruits was like, um, uh, uh, you know, like a palm sized teardrop shaped fruit with a, um, with a kind of a pinkish hard outer shell. And, and you would just walk up to the cart and, and, the, and the vendor would hand you a, a toothpick. And then he would cut open this teardrop shaped fruit and it would pop open. And inside was this like plump, juicy, lychee like uh -huh. uh, fruit, beet red. And you'd poke it with the toothpick, pop it in your mouth, and then you would cut open another one and another one and another one. And you just keep popping these things into your mouth with a toothpick until the juice ran down your chin. And you said, <laughs> you tapped out, said, enough of that. And then you'd pay the vendor and walk away. <laughs> That's amazing. Beautiful. Like, Beautiful. what an experience. I'm very overwhelmed trying to think about because originally when you gave us the dimensions of how um, long and wide the Medina is, I was like, okay, that's pretty big. But now you're saying people live in there. It's an absolute maze. You're going to get totally lost. Put away your maps. How crowded? Like, how... Yeah. What's the feel? What's the noise level like? And are there people trying to get through these narrow cobblestone breaking crumbling pads rolling things <laughs> driving things like obviously yeah. not motor vehicles but you know yeah, absolutely. Girl. So for, for lots of folks, this is this is just your home. This is your home neighborhood. And so you might live above a shop um, uh, or, you know, in one of the buildings or uh, uh, there might have even been apartment buildings in their complexes that I wouldn't have recognized as such. And yeah, the, the laneways are incredibly crowded sometimes, um, especially, you know, the beginning of the day, the end of the day when the kids come out of school or, uh, you know, folks are, are are coming home from work and then everyone rushes to the market and, you know, grabs some olives and pickles for, for dinner or goes to the butcher, grabs a bit of food on their way home. And so that the crowds are um, can be a little bit intense. Uh, there were times when we just plastered ourselves against the wall because there's no there are virtually no courtyards. There are no open spaces to sit down. You can't find a park bench to just relax in. Mm. So sometimes you'd have to just tuck yourself against the wall and let life pass you by for a few minutes while you caught your breath. Wow, uh, it it, it, can, it yeah. can be a little overwhelming especially the scent there there are smells in the market some of them are glorious oh like beautiful food set food smells and cooking smells and spices and perfumes all of those smell wonderful but then there are a few smells that are horrendous okay. so um leather making is one of the most uh, well-known things uh, like one of the well-known products in Fez and people have been making leather in traditional ways in the Medina since the 12th century and as you're walking through the Medina you could smell this absolutely horrendous foul scent and you, and you have to decide as a tourist yep. i think i know what that is am i am i walking right toward it 
or am I walking away? <laughs> am I gonna fight my way through it? Walls wow. On yeah, both exactly. Sides. Oh gosh. And and that's the thing you think about things that aren't so great, whether it be smell or safety. You know, what if there's a fire? Like you think oh, this wonderful place you'd hate to see some. JJ, do they lock those gates ever? I, I don't know well, how you do that with really people good living question. there. Yeah, I mean, and they weren't they weren't locked when I was there, but then there were no hordes attacking. I'm sure if there right, had been some hordes that, <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if an army had yeah. come in, they probably had some uh, pretty impressive gates to close. But they were, uh, as every time I saw them, they were wide open. And it's an inviting, it is a, an inviting place. I think there were probably, like in any city, uh, uh, in any kind of urban setting, probably times a day and, you know, certain alleyways you wouldn't want to go down. But we certainly felt... Uh, completely safe uh, every day we were there, except our uh, the olfactory sense uh, uh, yeah. the, the, yeah. being attacked by leather making. Right, right. Yeah, wow. exactly. Wow. Um, noise uh -huh. levels. What are you hearing? Oh, I, I, great question. So, I mean, lots of crowd, lots of conversation, people leaning over. So, a lot of the a lot of the market stalls, the places where people are selling, are basically like niches in the wall, like three sided rooms with a countertop over the mm. over the main entranceway, and so loaded with goods that vendors would have to crawl under the counter. There's no door <laughs> at all. You have to crawl under to get in. And so lots of conversations about food and what to buy and what you need. And then you'd and then depending on what area you were in, you'd hear different kinds of so if you were in the sweets area lots of nougat like bright pink and 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 pastel green nougat with like uh chips of of almond in there in you know lining the walls of a stall and at the end of the school day lots of kids are going to buy their after school sweets so you'd hear them or you'd go to the um tin making so punched tin is a real uh, a really big thing so you take oh. fine sheets of tin and hammer using like little tiny spikes ding 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 you'd hammer the tin into you know almost doily like lace incredibly oh. delicate so if you're in that qu quadrant then you're going to hear that like this symphony of tiny hammers hitting steel bits Re and then of course uh the the call to prayer uh several times a day right from the, yes. from, the from the minarets it's a beautiful oh, soundscape uh uh in, in in the medina it was really quite lovely and 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 charming to uh, to to just allow yourself to get swept up in it. Yeah. What a picture, and I can't even imagine imagine just the different things they do with every day. But the success in there, the 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 people, the tourism, and and just the day to day life. So many things, JJ. Of course, we could ask you about in there, outside of there, and and living. Um, but of course, as usual, time ran out. Uh, we'll talk to you later on, man. We'll talk to you Always later does. on, JJ. Does. Best of the season, sir. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you again soon. You too. Now, if anyone is due parts A and B to his segments, this guy does. Wow. No kidding. Uh, wonderful. As we talk travel with uh, J.J. Hunt once a month here on the program, we do this on the third Wednesday of the month usually. Coming up in just a moment, what is proper etiquette in the workplace at a party, particularly? Kevin Shaw joins us to discuss after this. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.